I'm Dylan. I'm Camille. And I'm a pack of wild dogs. Ooh, nice. They weren't wild, though. They were before they were surgically altered. That's true. Poor poppers. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's a bad time to be a dog. Yeah. Um, In France, when a crazy surgeon um, fucks his daughter's face up. Mm, not on purpose. No, no. but he feels purpose. really bad about it. He does. <laughs> he sure does. Super so bad. bad about it. <laughs> yeah. So bad that everybody um. else has to pay for it. Woo. Oh, yeah. Woo. Um, so, you might be wondering, what movie are we doing? Unless you listened last week and then you know exactly what movie we're doing. Or they clicked on the thing to listen to it, or the name of the episode is the name of the movie. This week on Blackout <laughs> Horror, we've got a face melter, so to speak. <laughs> Eyes Without a Face, this French post-silent film pre-dive into modern horror was the film that brought French cinema kicking and screaming into the world of late 50s, early 60s horror. This movie uh, caused some problems for French cinema and cast a light on whether or not horror was a legitimate genre for film. This picture has a surgeon father that loves too much. Uh, the creepiest mask ever made, a ton of cute dogs that get the best revenge, and a face peel that really went for it. Camille. Oh, I need to see it? I can't just say it off the top of my head. Where is it? No, 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 no. <laughs> what am I doing? You, you were shaking your head at something I said. Oh, 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 yeah. The the line about the father who loves too much. Just, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. You Could, don't think he loved too much? Um, no, okay, I mean, I that's a way to put that. But <laughs> were, you, were you like, yeah. He, uh, as far as we know, uh, he was not um, sexually malicious. Correct. No, no, no. That's not what That's I not what he that's meant. But that's, that's why, that's why she shook her head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like maybe we could have phrased it a little differently. Mm, yeah, yeah. I didn't pick but, a, I, I picked a movie that uh, is unsettling and mm, twisted, but yeah. not sick and twisted. Not, not, <laughs> not as, touch. not that sick. No bad touch. Yeah. I'm not a, yeah, I mean that is horrific. Yeah. But well, I didn't plan that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's not the movie we watched. So, yeah. Thank God. Nope. Yeah. yeah. No. For sure. Uh, so this film, um, just to talk about it a second before getting into any of the juicy deets, um, was great. This film was so rad. Yeah. And, it was uh, just as good or better than I remembered. It's been like five years since I watched it. Yeah. I feel like parts of this movie were definitely ahead of its time. Like, seeing some scenes in this movie and being like, oh, this was made in 1959 was like, damn. And what an opening scene. Yeah. Like, that opening scene, you're like, okay, all right. And you're like, all right, well, we're fucking in it. We're yeah. Not, we're not pulling any punches. We are already in it. They don't, yeah. like, movie doesn't. It's paced really well. It it's is. It's so far from uh, boring. Everything just plays out like a slot machine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that, what that means. People say that, right? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I think I've people pays say that. out like a slot machine. Pays out like there a slot go. machine. I don't gamble. And you don't condone bad touching. So well, of course we're, not. <laughs> we're, all, we're off to a good start. Do you Have condone s- gambling? Uh, you can do whatever you want with your money. That's true. Mm-hmm. But don't borrow money from like your family and your friends to like no, go gambling no. if you can't like pay your bills and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. We don't condone that necessarily. Yeah. But or do if you're lucky. Don't loan anybody any in. money if you don't if you like true. if you need it because uh chances are you're not getting it back anyway. So. That's true. Have we said <laughs> the title of the movie yet? Eyes <laughs> without a face. <laughs> oh, God. That is that what you wanted? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Hold on. If you're gonna and I know it, you do the high part. You yeah. have to do it properly. Oh, I. What are they saying in the high part? It's really it's pretty. The, it's the title. Of oh, the, it's the title just in yeah. French? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not in English. It's not in English, but she says it all weird. Like, she, like, she. she Can't read French? She, yeah. It, yeah. Hey, she, me neither, sister. Because it's, uh, the title of the movie in French is Les Zoos en Visage. Les Zoos en Visage. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes. Les yeah. en visage. Visage is a very nice word. Yeah. Visage. But the way she says it, it's like. Les visage. Visage. Like, somehow she like, just draws it out. Ah, we're out of Exactly. Yeah. We got to get our. Hold on. Get the butt claps in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was. <laughs> when I came over here, they were playing um, that incredible Billy Idol song. Mm-hmm. And um, then. They're like, have you seen the music video? And I was like, I don't think I have. And I watch it, and it is a mess of awesome. Yeah, yeah it really the the first two minutes, you're just like, what is this about? Is it Nothing. about drug addiction? Is it about love? Is it about lost love? It's and not then, about the movie. And then the butt slaps start happening with the rapping. Yeah. And um and not that's not me calling what Billy Idol is doing is rapping. That's Billy Idol's words. I mean, that's, I, that's what he was. Nice. That's what he was doing. This is probably like post rapture. He was like, well, if Debbie Harry can do it, so can I. Yeah. 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 He I apparently in uh. We're not here to talk about Billy Idol, but why not? A uh, little bit. In his yeah. book. I mean, this is one of his most famous songs, and it's a really good song, and he took the title from the movie. So, you know. That's true. That what, was, it, what was the book? Um, Oh, God, excuse me. Uh, Les Zoos du Visage. Les Visage. Oh, man, what is, I don't know. The Fashion Billy, Punk 101. The Billy Idol Oh, biography. like autobiography? Yeah. yeah autobiography. Biography. Yeah, I don't know. I've never read... Um, I am not. Never listened to a Billy Idol record. Yeah. I know the singles. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Well, I mean... This- I love his cameo in Wedding Singer, a movie that I also like a lot. There you go. Um, I think it's actually called Dancing With Myself. Oh, okay. Um, that like would the, make sense. Like the like the song. Uh, but he... This, this song... Yeah, it is. The Eyes Without a Face song is the one that broke him out mainstream i think for the most part oh that know. makes sense because it's like a ballad What's that? Right. oh yeah but yeah. I, I think like white wedding and is uh and like rebel yell are like off of his first solo album i think but yes. i don't know no. oh, we don't know a lot about Billy. rebel yell is this album oh okay i just so white wedding is on nice. an earlier album then. there <laughs> you here's go what I, here's what i did today billy idol corner yeah yeah mills got I it did. unlocked yeah. i got confused about what we were doing and just mm-hmm. said i'll study billy idol oh um <clears throat> but that's I, the thing about the internet yeah mm-hmm. you can really get sucked into some rabbit holes yeah i don't even remember what i was talking about to be honest just now billy idol just now bill just billy idol was it going with yeah, you said, you said the song was one that kind of broke him out. Yeah. Yeah. And then you were talking about how you didn't do any research for the show. You just did research about Billy, Billy Idol. Okay, and that's not true because I did do research for the show. Well, that's what you said. I know. Oh, okay. It was kind of a lie on my part. I did do research for the show. <laughs> but I also did research on Billy Idol. And yes, uh, also he almost lost his eyes after this. So ironic. Mm. Super ironic. Yeah. Um, what do they call that? Uh, cosmic fate. Yeah, mm-hmm. or they call it. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Um, all we needed was a, what is it? When all you need is a knife. 
Forks, knives? Uh, what do I what do I uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Like she throws a l- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, drag a little pill. It was in every suburban household. Who knows how it got there? I had yeah. that cassette. I don't know how I ended up in my home. My parents didn't listen to it, but I had the CD was in my house. I didn't have any money. I was I a know. small child. It was mine. I think uh, if you lived in the suburbs, it just showed up in the mail one day. Yeah, dude. Probably like, so. Yeah, taped to a... Um, um, a uh, what was it? Pub- well, not Publishers Clearing House, but the thing where you like... For a penny and plus shipping, you get 10 CDs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Uh, like, the, was it the billboard? No, it was. I can't remember the tower. tower but I remember Didn't Tower that. do that? I don't think Tower did that. It was like, I think it was a, mostly a label thing, like, where they would just, but <sighs> either way. I don't know. The point is. Eyes without a face. Is what we're here to talk about. Oh, my God. I'm just going to have that song stuck in my head forever. At least it's a good one. That's true. true. Okay, so guys, what we're doing this time, since I have been ridiculed week after week, um, is uh, you guys. Yeah. You guys. You can't. Get to you do can't it. even get English names right. You. You guys get to do this. So this film was directed by. Do you want to go, or do you want me to go? You... Uh, well, uh, I believe is the last name. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh, how do you say George in French? Uh, George. George. You, George. Just, you, just, you just get mush mouth at the end. Because, <laughs> George. Yeah. That's, I George. feel like that's a lot of French. George Franjou. No offense no. to anybody who speaks French. I no. think it's a beautiful language. I mean, our language sounds, uh, you know, like throwing bricks at a wall. True. Yeah. Very choppy. Um, so this was his uh, second actual, not actual film. That's rude. This is his second film that wasn't a documentary. All the rest of his work was documentaries. And at the time... Uh, like the year before this, he was um, he was working on another little picture um, that was literally it was just like the year before that. Yeah, so. well, he did the head against a wall, I think, which is not a documentary, but right before this. Right, that's what it was. Um, yeah, which so is he, like a movie about I think people in like an insane asylum, nut house. Yeah, what have yeah. you? Um, so I think it was like post war, the the post war homes. Correct. Like that took in. That's what I. You got me. Read. I think okay. sh- she said something about them being mental mental facilities. I believe. Right. That uh, took Edith. Edith did. The and actress that played Christian. Yes. So yeah, it was head against the wall, <clears throat> and then he did eyes without a face, and um, from where he went after that, I know that he did three or four more pictures with Edith. Um, but this was her, uh, I believe, second thing that she had actually ever done. Yeah, she was plays a small part in his previous movie, but in this one, she's the titular. Right. So, Eyes without a face. Mm-hmm. And um, he's described as uh, by Edith as knowing what he wants, because the majority of, like I said, the majority of his work was all documentary stuff. So when he gets a bunch of actors and stuff, he's just like, you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah, this probably is exactly how I want it to be. If this you were doing documentaries, you're probably pretty good at, um, like, editing, I'd imagine. Yeah. Like, if it's documentary stuff, I imagine you shoot a lot more footage. You decide what you want. Yeah. Uh, right. So, you know. To chop it down. <clears throat> so this film was written by um, Georges and um, uh, what is this? Jean Redon. Mm-hmm. Who wrote the book, Eyes Without a Face. Mm-hmm. And um, Pierre Bouilloux. Mm-hmm. 
Thomas Narsejak? Mm-hmm. Maybe? I don't know. Uh, Claude Sauté? Okay. Or Sautet? And Pierre Gascar. There we go. Really? <laughs> did it. You guys, you guys did a great job. So. I always just roll, roll my R's no matter what language I'm doing. Good <laughs> job. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can roll an R. Um, <clears throat> so we have uh, Pierre Bressier as uh, Dr. What? I can't remember. Dr. G. Big Je- G. Genassier. Yes, yeah, so the father of um, Christian. Yeah. Yes. Um, Edith Skob. That's how I would say that. Scoob. It looks like it looks like oh, Scoob, Scoob with one 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 o missing. Uh, as uh, Christian, <laughs> where'd my face go? <laughs> where my face go? Uh, and um, Alita Valley, who uh, this shot is uh, beautiful. She looks great. Yeah, she was uh, the the right hand man, the like kind of the secretary. Yeah, yeah, the, she was the the secretary before his wife died. Um, when he killed his family in a car accident. Which is one Sad. of the things that makes I him interesting. He killed his family. His wife died before the car accident. And then I was try I was gonna oh, ask that. I was curious That's if right. she died before or if she died in the car. Yeah, because yeah. she died before and then uh uh Luis was also in the car when the car crashed and he helped her with uh her face as well. That's why she has to wear the choker. Yes, her her surgery took. It was a, a smaller situation. Zizi top. Mm-hmm. So gross. <laughs> Zizi top is gross. <laughs> Sorry. Well, they're not a band anymore. They I, didn't they both die? They like died There's together. Three of them. Yeah. Yep. The drummer of Zizi top. The, is... the drummer is the best one because his name's Frank Beard and he's the guy in the band without a beard. Okay, but without the beards, there's no Zizi top. Then it's just top. It's there's <laughs> some slick slick riffs. He's. Yes, I mean, not on the drums. I'm bored. I am bored by ZZ Top. (laughs) I will say it till I die. I'm not a huge fan, but there's some fucking riffs. I've seen them twice. Played the same set. Yeah, of course. Both times. Play the hits. They they swapped out their Hendrix cover, though, the second time around. Different Mm. Hendrix song. That's cool. So, uh, in France, the horror genre hadn't come into the modern age uh, after silent films died off. Uh, it seemed like the horror genre was looked down on and would continue to be so for years to come. They did not give a shit about doing horror. They didn't really see it as like a real artistic form to the point where like they would try and use different terms of phrase. Even even uh, the director of this film, uh, Ashores, did the same thing, uh, saying that <clears throat> instead of being... <clears throat> Sorry, guys. We just had band practice and my throat hurts. Um... Essentially saying that the movie was, he never considered the film to be a horror story and said it felt, uh, instead he felt like it was a tale of anguish, but it is horror. Yes. So, sorry, my guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, just like they, you know, their French New Wave stuff, all those guys. Like, this guy doesn't think he's, doesn't really consider himself a new wave director and this yeah. is not a french new wave movie right. right it's just a that's why it's kind of interesting because when i watched this i was like oh a, you know famous french horror movie uh that sounds interesting and when i watched it i was like oh this does not feel very like french this feels like it just like a really i love movies like this but um where it feels like 
a really good episode of the Twilight Zone, one that was good enough for the extra thirty minutes. So for you're sure. sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, to get to make it to, to make it a feature. It's like the yeah. idea was good enough for it to be feature length. Right. Yeah. There's another movie I really like. I don't know when it's from. Probably the late fifties or sixties, um, but uh, called Seconds, which is a really good movie that is makes every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, just love these movies where it's ninety minutes and it's a good idea for a Twilight Zone episode, but it's a little. But like it, it's worth taking your time, right? Yeah, and turning it into a feature, and yeah. this is kind of how this movie feels to me personally. Yeah, I agree. no, that makes sense. Yeah, that checks out to me too. Uh, no one really cared to bring the horror genre into the modern era until producer Jules Brocon uh, wanted to take a stab at the genre. Uh, he obtained the rights to the story rights to Eyes Without a Face um, by uh, Redon. And gave the directing role to George, uh, George, Franjou. who was one of the founding members of uh, Cinématique uh, Française. Uh, You're doing great. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Franjou uh, grew up in the silent film era and was fascinated by the um, fantastique themed films, which essentially is their whole genre for fantasy, horror, and sci-fi. It's just all kind of smashed together. Yeah, it's they- just like what people would call genre films. Right. And so he was really excited to be able to contribute to the genre. He grew up watching it and wanted to make a film that was fucking gnarly, and he did. Um, yeah, I didn't really pull any punches here. No. Especially considering uh, some of the things he was told not to do. Yeah, exactly. definitely. Yeah, so... Um, uh, Franjou hired the writing team um, Bolo... I, I don't know how you would say that. Boyer um, or... I would say probably Boyer and Arsajok. Yeah, yeah there Something we go. like that. Yeah. Um, Which those two guys like wrote books together for years. And like, I think... And like uh, like Diabolique, which is a, a French movie. I have not seen it, but mm-hmm. I know that it's famous for being, you know, more in this vein. Yeah. Right. Um, and then he also... they I think they also worked on maybe vertigo as well so yeah but like these two guys are just like a power team of like started as like crime writers but they Mm -hmm. wanted to do something different than the agatha christie vibe right so they kind of which is what's interesting about this because this movie is almost a noir movie if you switch the perspective as opposed to it being like the perspective of the victim right which is what they were interested in doing and uh you know how they changed the genre yeah, I mean that's essentially what the what they ended up doing for the film too. So, um, after being told, like he hired them after being told things to watch out for and things that couldn't be in the movie, which were things like too much blood being in it, um, which would upset uh, French censors, uh, animal uh, mutilation slash experimentation, which would upset English censors, and so weird. Mad scientists, <laughs> which would upset German censors. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, oh uh, but yeah, like like you said, they had worked with um, like uh, the adaptation of uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Um, they s- ended up switching the the focus of the movie to Christina uh, instead of her father, which was how it Christian. was. Christian. 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 My bad. Um, instead of her father, because that was where the the book was yeah like all of the choices he made are wildly intelligent and so much more interesting <clears throat> than mad scientist or it being like a 
crime thing but like all these girls are going missing blah 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 and then yeah. at the end of the movie you find this out and then they like would have you find out what has been happening but they would explain it to you in like you know a uh, information dump and you'd be like oh well I guess okay. that was okay. I guess that was cool but this is so much more interesting yeah. and emotional yeah um so just by them switching that focus um it made her father out to be a better sort of person more understanding in a way, but also gave us a real look into what she was going through and gives the viewers a look into what makes a person a person. Like if you take someone's face away, uh, do you still see them the way that you would see other people with a face? And if you don't have a face, do you still feel like a person? Because you especially when she's like, she's like a young, like college girl age. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. What a time to lose your fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah she's like, a beautiful young person loses her face, and now what are you gonna do? She like, was in college. She was engaged to be married. Yeah, mm-hmm. which yeah. is also a nice touch that the, there's a fiance and that he comes into the plot. Yeah, like, no longer yeah. engaged. They didn't have to, do that. and like that adds to the emotional thing because throughout the movie, there's times where she snoops around the house and she just goes to the phone and calls her fiance and just doesn't say anything, and she's right. like, yeah. "Holy shit, this." Poor lady. Yeah. This so poor sad. fucking girl. Like you have yeah. to stay dead for a little bit longer while your while your dad tries to get you a new face. Yeah, and then at the same time it's like, well, she all also knows what's going on is right. wrong, but it's like, well, what the fuck do you do? Right. Especially you get desensitized to things over time. Yeah. They've tried this a few times before the movie starts. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Edith uh thought that she was picked for the role, uh, because uh George may have thought that she was uh, had an ethereal look to her, um, and then she ended up doing like a few other films with him. Well, I think that the really great, like the reason that she is such a good face for this movie is her eyeballs are gigantic. Yeah, yeah. she has gigantic eyeballs, and if you're gonna have a mask over your face the whole movie, you, you know. You express yourself with your eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Tiny eyeballs are not going to express as much, and she's yeah. got some honkers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and she. <laughs> Honkers? Yeah, for eyeballs. <laughs> it's not. I know that was the joke. She's got some jugs <laughs> for <laughs> eyes. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, he did say that she had a that she was really magical. She had a, like a magical look about her. Well, the way she yeah. moves around the house is like kind of otherworldly. She doesn't particularly feel quite human. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we all know that she is. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that she's got the most beautiful gowns on all the time and is dressed like a Victorian ghost. The like haircut and then the like long uh like duster white duster jacket yeah. with yeah. the mask combo is Fucking about awesome. as about as good as costumes get. It's, yeah. it's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's such a cool jacket. Yeah. It is. And so um one of the things that I never really realized this, but it 110% makes sense is that John Carpenter um, once suggested that um, he selected the mask for Michael, for Michael Myers in Halloween. Um, like that mask was influenced by uh, Edith's mask. In oh the yeah. Film. That makes sense. This mask is another thing is it's just a smooth mask over her yeah. face. that's like form fitting, but there's detail on the lips, which yeah. makes it extra creepy and gives it like a, hint of like humanity or whatever yeah. supposed yeah. to being smooth or whatever that's like textured where the lips are yeah right. it's uh and they, there's no hole or anything mm-hmm. like that it's just 
the only holes are the eye holes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the textured lips, because I was looking, I was like, why is this so fucking creepy? Yeah. And you see it throughout the whole movie. They don't, like I said, they don't pull any punches with showing you it. Yeah. Uh, they show you everything that yeah, you don't they do. think they're really going to show you. All for the, well, maybe you could argue one's a little too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That surgery scene is brutal yeah. and hard to watch, even though, like, it doesn't look particularly real, but it's still very unsettling. Yeah. It's true. Because they take their time. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the whole surgery on yeah. screen. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really liked about the mask is how realistic it looked from afar. Mm-hmm. Like when she's like skulking around the house and like the camera's like pulled back real far, you know that she's wearing a mask. There's something but it off. Almost, it's almost the mask is almost so perfect that it looks that, like it. Yeah, that like, like your brain is like, no, that's her face. And then, yeah. and, but you also know, no, it is not. It's not her face. So it's like this weird tug and pull that your brain does. Uh, well, like, yeah, that my brain did. Valley. Yeah, it was very cool. I, I really appreciated it. But um, during the release of the film, uh, an English film critic um, from the Spectre was nearly fired for writing a positive review. Um, while the general criticism uh, for this film was poor, um, they just didn't, they were trying to sweep this movie under the rug. Well, they were just they, like, this is uh, gross and mean and gross. Right. <laughs> and like, it was like, this is just like shock value and gross. And it's like, and well, this person was like, there's a lot no, of other dude. horror movies you guys haven't seen. I guess yeah. that's why you had such a bad taste in your mouth from, from the genre or whatever. Right. Cause like some of it is exploitation. This movie is not an exploitation movie. Right. Quite a bit of it at the time that was, that people were allowed to see was exploitation. Yeah. That's the bigger issue. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the film was re-released uh, in the U.S. theaters for the first time on Halloween night of 2003. Uh, this was around the same time that it was actually released on DVD and a little bit before it was released on VHS. It was released on VHS in 2001. That's like the last bastion of VHS. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the last movie that was, like came out on VHS is like History of Violence or something like that. It's something weird like huh. that. That's uh, crazy. But yeah, I won't fact check it. Yeah. So someone's screaming right now, and that's fine. <laughs> Too bad. But it's guys. something along those lines. <laughs> well, if, um, you're, if you're screaming, go to anchor.fm slash black hat horror mm-hmm. and record the message. Yeah. Oh. Say Michael Temple's an idiot. It wasn't History of Violence, it yeah. was Eastern Promises, yeah. the other Cronenberg movie with Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then we'll put that in the show. All you uh-huh. got to do is go do that. It'll be cool. Uh, so when the film was released in the US, the face removal scene was cut. Because it was gnarly and rad, and we were babies. Um, and also, the scene where the doctor was uh, helping the child was also cut, so we wouldn't have any good feels for the guy. Yeah, well, I imagine the 2003 release is like, I think probably when Criterion got a hold of it, and then that's when yeah. they released it uncut. So right. If it was ever available before, like, well, I think the VHSs that were shipped over to the U.S. that shit was not in it. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, those cuts actually occurred. I don't know about the VHS, but those cuts occurred when it was released in the United States as a double feature. Oh, like, that's okay. right. Yeah. So, like, the yeah. un- it was released so, in its full form in the U.S. in 2003. Right. Probably when Criterion picked it up. Or that whatever. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this would have been in uh, the 50s and 60s. Okay. Yeah, so like, yeah, in the 80s, made. if you found it on VHS, if there was one, like, it yeah. was probably the edited version of it. Exactly. Right. Also yes. in, you know, an incorrect aspect ratio. Yeah. You know, VHS. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> that's that's my, my tidbits that I got for you guys. So um, we will take a uh, quick break. 
and we will return. There's plenty of time to treat yourself to something good to eat at our refreshment center. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I just really like... Without eyes. It's so funny when uh, you think I don't know what I'm doing when secretly I totally knew what I was oh, doing the, the whole time. Not talking was a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. You gotta keep in this, the, the silence and double it. Just yeah. a bit. Two people are like, what? What is happening? Just a bit. Um, <clears throat> we're recording a podcast right now. Yep. So, <laughs> Welcome back. Eyes Without a Face is a movie. Uh, I think we all liked it, but Camille's going to tell us about maybe some of the special effects, uh, the few special effects that were in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not much to report here, guys. Uh, on the Western Front, uh, we're, we're talking about uh, special effects with uh, Edith Scobe. She played Christian, mm-hmm. and she takes forever to say words. Uh, uh, Christian. In real life. Uh, on the do fromage. Great. Perfect. Thank you. And we're done with that. Thank you. Um, okay. On anyway. the fromage. It's from Dexter. Uh, Dexter's lab. Cheese or something? Omelette with cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, omelette du fromage. Yeah. So, no, honestly, though, I could not find anything really other than uh, where Edith. She, there was an interview with Edith. Mm-hmm. She literally said, ooh, for like almost 17 minutes straight. Right. And by literally, I mean I'm exaggerating, obviously. <laughs> she was trying to remember. That was all, uh, was all the remembering. It was, it was a long time you know. ago. I know. It was just painful to try to get through. <laughs> for sure. I didn't. Actually, I didn't get through all of it. But um, it was pretty interesting. She did say that when this film was shot, there were no rehearsals for the film. Oh, really? Which makes sense, uh, based on what we know about Frangi. It seems like a thing that he would be like, you know what? Actually, we're just all off the cuff. We want this to be human. We want it to gotcha. be, you know. Mm-hmm. But he did do retakes at times if he didn't like the way the shot was going or the way. It'd be it crazy if they just like all one shot. Yeah. Every shot we do, we get one chance. It would be insane. Jesus Christ! I can't imagine that he. I mean, it seems like yeah. he would be very particular about. I mean, watching this movie, everything seems pretty pretty particular. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, but they did do three different masks, so kind of. To what you were saying about how if you Dylan, how when you sorry, there are more than one more than <laughs> one okay. person I'm hanging out with it's here. Okay. Um, when you saw her like from a distance, it looked like possibly it was actually her face. Mm-hmm. Well, everything was cast from her actual real life face. Oh, okay. Which sounds yeah. fucking horrible. That's why it's so form right. fitting. Yeah. Correct. Um, but that was a really lengthy process in the 1960s. Oh, I bet. So. Uh, they had three masks, and if I if I understand this correctly, I believe that what she was referring to would be the two prosthetics, and then the actual mask. So like the prosthetics of of the, her of the scarring, correct? Of like yeah, the face we're trying to gotcha. re- fix, correct. and then like the mask that she wears in the movie to cover that up, and then there's um, some still shots later, right? Of uh, deterioration. Exactly. Yeah. You got it. So part of the mask that covered the lower half of her face 
often came off anytime she had to speak Mm. unfortunately so she had to really be careful about how she spoke and then even then a lot of her dialogue had to be redubbed in post oh really um which apparently was really uh she was grateful for because of her lack of experience with acting yeah so it doesn't sound like she's got like marbles in her mouth exactly man they did a really good job of that then yeah yeah with the adr you also it's probably going to be a little bit more forgiving um, because you can't see her mouth move but like you can see the mask move like a little bit when she talks and stuff yes Mm -hmm. yeah and that's and also to what you were talking about earlier temple with the exaggerated movements she she purposely worked out a mode of movement that she um, kind of moves like a ghost yeah yeah that's what she was going for it was something super ethereal and almost like ballet like because she couldn't use her face right at all to show any facial expressions which again was also something that was really frightening for her because she had hardly any acting experience up until this point so to just have to rely solely on her eyes and then just kind of dancing around like Those a ghost big old lady. Eyes. And then like um, the, she moves, like I said, ghostly, but she moves timidly, which fits her character. Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. A, a prisoner in her own home. She's like a, a doe woman. Doe isn't like a baby deer. Yeah. 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 That's a good way. Of like a little more angelic, but yeah. you know, very like a, she moves naively maybe. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I could see that. Um, she did say that her, the prosthetics almost felt like a portable prison, which is a (laughs) A little dramatic, a little dramatic, but I think that that's very, there's, uh, yeah, there's plenty of people you could talk to that have, uh, yeah. Had some more wild prosthetics. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I'm sure it's still a weird experience to, yeah, to try to act with, um, Prosthetics of any kind, but you know, it's this is not the creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. No, you and also you have lines, you know. So there's yeah. that. You're actually a pretty vital you're the movie for the most part. But for her it felt like a portable prison that kind of set her um apart from the rest of the cast because she couldn't speak a lot with the yeah. prosthetics on and because um it was really uncomfortable. So I wanted to see uh I th- I they do a good job of making it look comfortable. It, you know what I mean. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It feel. It looks like they put it on because it's just like a band that goes under her hair. Yeah, just down her face. But it fits. It fits tightly, and it doesn't look. It looks so good. Then yeah. it's right. like, oh, well, this doesn't look like that's a too bad of a. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think. Well, but it, I'm, yeah, I'm but sure I'm it's it. probably the the three prosthetics in combination. That yeah. are probably pretty uncomfortable and made it feel really isolating. But I also feel like it's probably like anything else where if you, for some reason, something feels off about you, yeah. that can be a bit it's like isolating. when you leave the house without your wallet. Correct. Or if you have a stomach ache all day yeah. or whatever. You know, just anything that like makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I can't imagine that she Like had when you fart these. and you poop your pants, but you have to like deal with it for a little bit. Sure. Exactly like that. Yeah. Only... Just like go home and change your pants. But if it's like not that bad, like you know, 
to always bring a pair of pants. Just <laughs> yeah. always have an extra pair of undies. Play, yeah, like the what is the thing? This, always bring a towel. It's like no, just always bring an extra pair of underoos. Yeah, yeah, I think that is actually especially if you're if you're all leaky. Jesus. Yeah, yeah if I you know. know. I'm not speaking. I can't imagine that she was anything. wearing all three okay. of the prosthetics. It like throughout the whole movie. No, like, there's throughout no the way whole time. She was. Like it's mostly just the one mask because the other like scar scene is there's I. I assume they just did them all in the one day, but it only yeah. shows up like m- twice. I think maybe maybe it's just the one shot. Um. Oh, where when the mask is pulled off? Yeah, where it's completely off. Yeah. 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 Probably so. Yeah, that's true. You're you're well, probably right. Calling her a drama queen, which she, is true well, because she was clearly, great in this movie. Yeah, she was definitely a drama queen. The other, obviously, uh, and it's insane that I didn't find anything about this, but I. It's pretty straight and to the point, I feel like. So there is a face removal scene. <laughs> right. Obviously, in this movie. It um, does not cut away and hangs out for a while. And right. Cuts away a face, though. Yeah, it's pretty like it's pretty unsettling. <laughs> it is. Good yeah, point. man. Yeah. It was, it was a scene that I was not expecting to see. Um, Maybe like they start the surgery. Yeah. But they do the whole surgery They do the whole fucking thing. Camera. And that wasn't. I just insane. I honestly yeah. taking the time to like lift up the flaps to around clamp the face it. and then yeah. mm-hmm. and then just start to like cut the flesh away from the skin underneath it. Like yeah. it's right. really gnarly. Which we, so Dylan and, and uh, Carissa and I are going to take a taxidermy class uh, yeah. with Beloved Bones. We will let you guys know how it goes. Super exciting. But as we were Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. Also, uh... <laughs> I don't know either. Oh, I don't know. Actually, if tickets will still be available when this episode comes out, um, or just plug the company for fun. Not yeah. for that class, but for there's possibly for the October class. Oh yeah, they they do them about once a month, I believe. In October, they're doing a rabbit. This uh, class that we're doing in September will be um, a rat. Yeah, and I'm super pumped. But it rabbit mu- is like um, like 101 is the is like taxidermy 101 is a rat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, next, next, uh, next semester, we're doing a rabbit. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. then the one after that, Jack well, is a mini horse. Oh, a mini oh, horse. I don't know if I could do a mini horse. I could do a mini horse. I could probably do anything for the most part. I, mean, I couldn't yeah. do any of it. So, I mean, like, I'm sure I could, but I don't want to because it skeeves me out just thinking about it. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I What's I think the, the, the process is going to be really cool. Beloved Bones. Gotcha. They have a um, stall, like a booth in an antique gallery mm-hmm. uh in the village up the road from where we live i cannot recall what it's called i am sorry but if you just like search beloved bones okc <clears throat> you will find it however the whole reason i brought this up was because when we were watching the face removal scene and it like kept they kept clamping around the face so that the doctor could um oh it's room three vintage thank you yeah so that's right room three vintage uh next to N and D's Deli. Mm-hmm. Y'all if you wanna throw some cash down on some sweets and sandwiches, that's the place to go to. Very true. So good. Okay. Out of local plug corner. So the clamping was occurring and it was really fun. And then he would scrape away at the uh, skin. Uh, and I just looked over at Dylan and uh, was like, Are you excited about the taxidermy class that we're going to? <laughs> 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 it was fucking great but the first time i watched this movie i was like like, because it goes on for so long that it gets uncomfortable yeah it's like 
it's gross and everybody has a face so you can be like oh no yeah there's mm. something there's something about seeing someone's like chin skin flap a little bit oh. while they're picking up the rest of the face right that just makes it so realistic yeah, even they though eventually lift it up in one piece because yeah. what they've done before in the film is to try like so the, they've tried this section. on on christian's yeah. face but in sections and they're like well i think we need to do the whole a face larger, so, yeah. yeah yeah so i uh, my speculation as to how they did this and this is just based on um having like read and and watched uh, a documentary about the uh grand guignol i don't even know if that's how you say it i've done that so many times on uh, our podcast i'm sorry what was it the grand guignol grand guignol grand guy well, what is it we're not gonna grand guignol heads, whatever yeah, i got um, it i nailed it good so. job you're french uh it's just Are it's we? a it's the horror theater that i've told you guys about from starting in like the 1890s right. uh, until yeah. the 1960s um but if you've ever watched any documentaries on the way they did a lot of their tricks of the trade was essentially like if you're cutting into someone's flesh um mm. with a dull knife or a fake knife you would also be holding like a syringe in your hand oh, and yeah. so this you would it would look or like the, you're cutting the cut of the for when you're cutting into the face correct right. yeah yeah so you're actually like uh syringing blood all around yeah. and so that's what it looked like they were probably doing and then when they lifted up the quote-unquote skin i'm assuming that was like you know some sort of rubber yeah because like that. after they masked. after yeah. they cut around the face there is a um, a cut in the film so there's already like a clamp on so right it's like okay well we just it's a, you know it's, and then yeah. they lift it and then when you see the flesh or you know the quote-unquote flesh under the skin under the face skin it's, it's obviously her face and there's just blood, you know blood. fake they, blood on it yeah they don't yeah. they don't overdo it it's like the right amount where you're like oh gross yeah uh, it yeah, looks but like, gross but it's yeah. not realistic yeah no no you know? no but so, they don't like it doesn't feel particularly hokey either no especially because you had to live through the experience of it apparently however that i guess it was realistic enough or it skewed people out enough that in like the first showing or i'm not sure exactly 1959 yeah (laughs) people ain't seen nothing like that right so there were seven people i don't know if it was the premiere perhaps but there were seven people that actually like passed out like they could not yeah that's rad yeah so i'm i'd like to fact check myself i'm sure it was passed out or threw up yeah both. some people were yeah. um uh, affected yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were viscerally afflicted. affected by yeah. it have you guys ever been in a movie like watching a movie at the movie theater and it's like a horror movie and a scene comes on that is so bad that someone leaves um i can't i i think of one thing in particular which is not a horror movie but in the um, movie her the like joaquin phoenix one where he like mm-hmm. falls in love with the like oh, ai sorry. or whatever the, yeah and uh there's a scene where like they like mutually masturbate so it's just like scarlett johansson making like sex sounds like in a in the ear of joaquin phoenix yeah and uh it's just in a loud theater and it goes on for a while so like it's kind of awkward and there was a couple of wow. old folks in the movie that got they're like no nah. they're like yeah well i'm good <laughs> and uh, we're done <laughs> yeah i mean granted you they were probably like, what the hell am I even watching in the first place? Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. But as far as horror movies, I can't think of them. But that one I also noticed because there was 
wasn't really anybody else in the theater. Right. So, you know, if it happened, I can't think of one, but I do remember that for sure. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. I want to, I want to say probably, but I just, I don't know. I can't. Gotcha. What about you? I got, I got one and it was, um, the house that Jack built. Uh, oh. yeah. That movie honks. It is so good. I haven't seen it. I know it's a Lars von Trier one, so mm-hmm. it's got to be pretty upsetting. Yeah. Like, I can't ima- I imagine a lot of people also walked out of Antichrist. Didn't see that one in the theater, but I bet a lot of people yeah. left in that when they saw that flick. Well, oh. apparently this one. What's up? Sorry. I just remembered something. What? I think it was me. I think I walked out of a movie, but not because oh. it was so upsetting. <laughs> not like a horror movie. Oh, okay. Um,. I think it was fucking. Oh, what's the Will Ferrell race car movie? Talladega Nights. I think I walked out of Talladega Nights. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty funny. or a hard, hard, hard checked out mentally. I was just like, gotcha. What is this? Yeah. yeah. I almost walked out of Kick Ass too because uh, the movie sucks butt. But um, I was there by myself, so I was like, whatever. I'm already like. You know, You're I'm already here. here. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Right. Yeah. It's only like 90 minutes, whatever. But it was a mm-hmm. doo-doo movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watch something. I do it intentionally. So it's like, oh, I just, uh, I'm going to get through this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there's the, there's a scene in the house that Jack built. And, and apparently it's not like as bad or like as visceral as Antichrist is. Because apparently that is for really long, like there are just long sections of that movie that are just like hard to watch but in the house that jack built there are scenes for sure but there's one scene in particular where he takes uh spoilers for the house that jack built well i'm not i'm not gonna i'm just kidding yeah but he takes a woman and her two young boys to um on a hunting trip and he has like essentially disguised himself as a um hunting instructor and then um, he uh, shoots him in the back of the head. He, it's way worse than that. Okay, it's well, so. Well, don't even tell. Us. If it was that, That's bad it enough. would be fine. That's still messed up. But what ends up Yikes. happening is Shooting something wildly different. Not no. Yeah. You'll you'll have to watch it. But yeah, Lars von Trier. I'm sitting on the left like, side. I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, I've seen Antichrist, and I think that's the only film of his I've seen. Yeah, I was sitting on the left side of the theater. <clears throat> and as the scene was happening, there was a woman openly weeping in the theater on the right side of the theater, and then she left. And, and it was because it was so it was upsetting, but it wasn't like terms of endearment, like the end where someone dies of cancer or whatever. Spoilers uh, for terms of endearment. No, <laughs> guys, no. if you haven't seen Turn at in like a drama movie, no, it, it was, was not. Uh, just like with that fucking upsetting. It was. It was hard for me to watch. Yeah. It was hard for me to watch. I, I got through it. There wasn't any parts of the movie that I couldn't stand. But that one is the one that... You were just it's like, the oh, scene that stands out in my head the most when I think of The House of the most intense scene. <clears throat> yeah, it was fucking brutal. It Yikes. was wild. Oh, but yeah, that's the only only uh, time that something like that's ever it's happened. It's not Ethan Hawke. It's like Matt, Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, he did so good. Yeah. Matt Dillon is a great actor. He's good at he's well I almost think that he's one of those actors that he's good at being a bad guy 
and when he is being a good guy, it's hard to believe that he's being oh, a good yeah. guy. Yeah. I was kind of confused with like with Ethan Hawke, who I love Ethan Hawke, but yeah, yeah, uh, Matt Dillon. I don't know if I've seen as many Matt Dillon performances. Yeah, he, there are. There is another scene actually in that movie that's really funny because he has to keep going back and forth inside of a house of a, of a murder he just committed, and he has to keep going back because he, he keeps up. thinking that he forgot something like <clears throat> cause he cleans up all the blood in the, in the house and he keeps, as soon as he gets in the car, he's like, Oh fuck. Did I check here? And it goes back in and it, he goes back in so many times that yeah. it's, it's like it funny. almost adds levity to the fucking dark film. <clears throat> yeah. It's like he goes back in and it's funny and he goes back in again and again to the point where it stops being funny and then it is funny again. And you're like, oh, okay, all right. All for a whole other... It's so... It's it's a great movie, but if you can... If you, if you can, can stomach, stomach it, it, yeah. Yeah. It's not um, an easy watch. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, a film that is an easy watch is Eyes Without a Face. <laughs> Way to bring it back. Well, we thought so. We like it. Yeah. Obviously, lots of people did not think that uh, It's been, um, like reassessed and i think that people enjoy it i think it might have just been like sh- shocking and like mm-hmm. grotesque but the movie is not like i said like we were talking about how the french were not fans of horror movies and mm-hmm. because they're kind of exploitative and gross and this movie has a lot more heart and i think it's because it's basically kind of from the victim's point of view a lot right. of it yeah like, it's not from the detectives the detectives show up later in the movie but yeah. like you hang out with uh christian a lot yeah. yeah and even uh like yeah and man um the secretary the assistant yeah what is her name mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I or something i don't know but she uh she has a whole lot of scenes um kind of by herself scoping out people that are just so great and fun and interesting Louise. and they play always play the yeah Louise and there's they play this like jaunty music mm-hmm. I don't know that it is, is very such an odd I mean I'm sure that it was like intentional to make you feel kind of uncomfortable and not really understand like the sense of what was going it on. Is, yeah, Carnival it's pretty of noticeable. Souls type music. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It's just like, but it only happens whenever she's like out on the prowl yeah. or mm. like whatever. Like, but maybe it's just to be like, oh, we're out in the city now, as opposed to in these cold, dark place. Yeah, right. like life is here. There's remnants of life. You know where the doctor and his daughter are. Yeah, for the majority of the movie. That's one thing that I really enjoyed about the scene where she's lured the student the young student out yeah. to check out the room mm-hmm. um the fact that the student talks about how she's not so sure about being in the suburbs because it's so far away from the city and i love you feel uncomfortable for her she, yeah you know that she's getting uncomfortable and she's doing everything right yeah and it just can't pay off that is right. this i think the like scariest, the most intense stretch of the movie. Yeah, yeah. like this poor girl. I know, but I I love that she says that about the suburbs specifically because same. I also feel that way about the suburbs, mm-hmm. um, and I think that a lot. I feel like a lot of people do. I mean, honestly. that's like why Halloween was such a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. Because we you took don't... it to where 
so many people live and they normally don't see horrific things happen like in horror movies previously they're happening in bigger cities and stuff and yes. it's like oh well we brought it into a street that kind of looks like your street or the street your grandma lives on or yeah. whatever like something that more people in the united states at least in for halloween as it goes is like that they've seen because there's only a couple of really big cities yeah. yeah and i don't think that that's inaccurate i don't think that in real life it's a bad idea to question what you know your surroundings even if you're supposedly in you know a quote-unquote nice neighborhood yeah. Like, yeah like oh violence can happen anywhere yeah oh yeah exactly so i loved absolutely love that she she voiced that she was not so sure about being in the suburbs and you could tell that it was not just because yeah. of how far away yeah. <laughs> she was from school <laughs> yeah also there's this like creepy surgeon guy staring me up and down and what's up with all these fucking dogs <laughs> like, yeah she's like do you want a drink no i'm gonna pour you a drink anyway yeah but then i'm gonna hit you in the head yeah with yeah. a bottle i'm gonna drug your drink looks like it's not working it's fine. no she no she actually tries to uh that's what never mind that's when she tries to escape Nobody chloroforms her, true. and then they do the extra work, and he throws the rag into the fire. It's yeah, like the little touches like that. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, it explodes. So yeah. she threw herself out of the door, out of the well, window. Well, yeah, she. Um, whenever they take her back for surgery, mm-hmm. um, she takes a, like a bottle of alcohol or something when she comes to and knocks over, knocks Louise over the head, and then mm-hmm. she makes goes to make the run for it. But uh, she goes towards the garage door, but the professor is the the big doc daddy. Yeah, uh, is approaching or whatever. So she goes into the house. Yeah, and then he ends up following her up the stairs. Yeah, and then you hear a scream. And even like I'd seen this before, but I thought the scream was that she saw like uh, the daughter Christian with her mask off. Yeah, that's uh, what but I thought no, too. she just fucking jumped out the window. Yeah, yeah, really sad shit. Yeah, very sad. Because that's what I thought. But then Christian also has a mask, like the gauze, too. So it's like, or she wasn't even in the room or whatever. So Yeah, but she like there's a lot of the time where she's in her room and she doesn't want to wear the mask. And she just has her like face in the pillow. Because she's so dejected. Like, beginning of the movie, the first time you see her, they're like, put your mask on. And she's like laying on like a like a couch in her room like face right. down and then later on she's even further dejected and she's just laying on the floor face without her mask on and it's just like oh the small like just things like that it's like oh like it it seems like a no-brainer but it's like yeah oh, it you you notice things like that mm-hmm. and then yeah. you add to you know the character and uh how much further into this depression and awful situation they have fallen into yeah yeah absolutely um real quick one of the things that i wanted to mention that i loved so much was the use of mirrors in this movie and i didn't really even like fully think think through it all and it's probably not all the way fleshed out but in the the house that christian lives in all the mirrors are covered right but when we are out of that house Mirrors are used in a way that is so fucking rad where two people will be talking facing opposite directions, but there is a mirror behind another person. So the camera doesn't have to move for both parties to be in the conversation. Like someone else is talking and you can see them talking in the mirror. It's not shot reverse shot. You don't have to do that. Yeah. But then they will flip to the other person sometimes, but they use the mirrors 
to be able to keep the shot. And it's fucking cool. And the first time they do it is after um, Doc G is just like, yo, radiation is going to kill somebody, uh, but it'll save another person's life sort of thing. He has this whole speech. And okay, when at the he, beginning of the movie where yeah. he's got like the, um, it's like a medical conference. Right. right. He's like a genius. Yeah. Because of the, like plastic surgery and it's like, oh, whatever. But this is like 59. Right. Yeah. So like it's a much bigger deal. Yeah. Like, this yeah. is fantastical. Yeah. But after he leaves, he walks. Now people get new faces. Yeah. That's true. Uh, he like leaves the room, but he was in the middle of a conversation and now he's gone. But you expect the shot to cut to them because they start talking about him. But then you realize there's a giant mirror actually in the middle of the shot because he leaves left. And that's where the people are standing and you can just hear stays. them talking. Yeah. yeah. And the camera just stays. It's the first time that it happens in the film. And I was like, this is so cool. But like, since it's far away, like the people look really small and it's the only time you see them. Yeah. So it's really cool. It's like, yeah, these people like know, like think they know a little bit about the story. So we're going to keep them in here and we want to hear this conversation but it's really not that important. So you don't actually even need to see them see them. Yeah, they doesn't. Their smaller it's not like, oh, these are going to be players in this movie. It's like, yeah. oh, they're there to basically have a conversation to give you more information about the doctor. Right. Uh, or, you know, the technology that he's talking about. It's, yeah. As opposed to, you know, movies nowadays all cut too much yeah. for the most yeah. part. So, yeah. It's cool because then the, the other time that it happens, it only really happens twice was when um we are in the like the morgue essentially and one of the do like the there's the detective talking to the guy who runs the morgue and we're finding out that there's a woman that has been found with her face cut off and the guy who owns the the morgue like the mortician dude he is in the mirror too and it's just like from the shoulders up that this conversation takes place so the detective is in the shot the entire time because he's going to be in the movie for longer and is more of a main character than this mortician. Yeah, it's like, oh, we are going to come back to this at some point. Yeah. But so this dude is like just from the neck up in the mirror talking. So it's like, yeah, we need to hear what this guy is saying, but he's also not really that important. But he is important right now, but won't be for the remainder of the movie. And it's like those are the people that are used, their reflections are used in the picture, which is so sick. Yeah, it's very cool for sure. Like a, the it doles out all the information uh, without hitting you over the head with yeah. it, like the right amounts at the right time until its ultimate end. Yeah, uh, which is you know a mark of good storytelling. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. So, and, and you and I had this conversation, Temple, uh, at work, <laughs> where you were like we were talking about it and I was like, so French. And you were like, it, I don't really think so. Cause the story and you're right. The story isn't very French, but I was like, no, I mean the cinematography. Yeah. yeah like, it's not like, um, it's not a like new wave thing. When most people think of French film, yeah. immediately think of, you know, the French new wave stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is so not like those movies. Yeah. I love foreign horror pictures. Cause and they're just like, I mean, they're different. You know, everyone does things differently. But I think this is the first like French horror film I've ever seen. It might be the only one I've seen. It's it fucking. There's slaps. a lot of them. Yeah. I've seen some a, a good amount of Italian horror. Yeah. Yeah. 
But they like their horror movies. I really they do. They like their blood. Yeah. Their splatters. We'll we'll have to watch some more foreign flicks because this one's great. Super good. Do you yeah. guys want to? Um, have we talked about the ending yet? Well, I mean, I don't know if we even really quite explained. I mean, you the get the exactly. they get the plot yeah, is like, that yeah yeah the doctor is trying to correct his his wrongs by stealing surgically stealing the faces of other girls and transplanting them onto his daughters his daughter, yeah. and his body the her body keeps rejecting them and the I feel like the overall point is not necessarily that it's really so much about how bad he feels as it is that he has a giant god complex more like oh a yeah. Dr. Frank, yeah there is there's that but yeah. like Frankenstein. Yeah. but he he does love his daughter and feels bad about it so it's not like he just wants to be god i think it's more that like he's obsessed with trying to fix his mistake right i agree i do think he has a bit of a martyr complex yeah. for sure which um you know even like in the scene where they've just had the funeral and it's supposed to have been for the daughter and that was all a giant cover up oh no mm-hmm. i'm sorry that was before that after he goes to the um goes to the morgue to identify his daughter and yeah. he identifies actually, the wrong girl he yeah on purpose to hide his daughter right exactly and then that girl's father is like, oh my gosh, she's been missing for 10 days. Are you sure, Are you it sure was, that yeah, it was that was your fucked. daughter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and then to end that scene, he says something like, how ironic that I'm the one consoling you and my daughter is actually dead. Yeah. And like, it's like, dude, that yeah. was a low yeah. blow to yeah. the audience, at least. Yeah. Like, you know, it is a low blow on the second watch, but even the first time you watch this, you kind of got an idea. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's. There's leaning in, and then there's like leaning in. Yeah. And yeah. He, well, I think he might just also be trying to hide his lie. He knows that was a huge lie to misidentify a body. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. There's leaning in to the lie, and then there's like leaning in to the lie. Yeah. He really leaned in. So I don't know. I, I understand, slash, am also like. Ooh. I mean, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like he's not a cut and dry character. He's yeah. definitely Which is not. nice. Like everybody is complicated. The reason that he's so obsessed with. Um, making this work for his daughter is because he made it work for uh, in a smaller like a smaller surgery but he made it work for the uh, for Luis yeah who he um, successfully right patched up it was not as big of an injury uh, there's like a scar on her neck that she wears like pearls on her neck mm-hmm. to cover but like he knows there's been a success rate there has been some success and uh, you know yeah. Unfortunately, he feels bad, but uh, also has the weird. He's a, a scientist too, and we yeah. all know how <laughs> yeah. you know. Not scientist, but you know, he's a he's a medical professional as well. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, throughout the film, he is fucking one for three because he fixes her, can't help his daughter. No, they and they, they do it, get one, and they think it's gonna work, but right. he's like fuck, and it, it basically deteriorates. Melts back off her face. Yeah, and it's fucking awesome because it's all stills, but then. He's taking care of that child in the doctor and the hospital too, and like even that kid isn't like you know with the how many fingers am I holding up? I think that he I think he was honest in being like, oh, the kid's gonna be okay. I think that was honest. I think that that guy's just maybe his face is just a little too. But I think that like that was to show that he. 
uh, like does. There was some humanity. There was there. Yeah, yeah, there was some. There was a, a yeah. touch more humanity. Yeah. Like we know he loves his daughter, but like that's just that at this point could just be a soul obsession. Yeah, yeah, and I also think that had there not been any humanity whatsoever, like he he would have just said, "Okay, kill these girls." Yeah. We're also know? like dropped yeah. in kind of early. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, we're kind of like the story is already in progress. Yeah. So it's right. like you come in and he's already kind of like a quarter of the story is already he's, he's already yeah he's already come to like we're not seeing him deal with doing this the first time right but i would assume that it was not uh, an easy choice to make sure it's really good that they started it there too because this movie could have been two hours and you and know 30 good. 30 yeah exactly like if you showed us the first half or like nice the first to have quarter questions, movies. Yeah. movies it's nice for you to just Give some information and not treat as stupid. Yeah. yeah. If this movie started in the first quarter of the story, it would have been boring. If it started with like the wreck and yeah. the, and like the mother's funeral. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Like, no. What the I'm fuck? Yeah. Give me the fake funeral. That's yeah. the one that I want. Like this is more interested in like you know the the victim. Yeah. And so like we're dealing with her. Yeah. Yep. Very true. It was so good. All right, so. Yeah. Attack. Temple. Mm-hmm. You picked this movie this week. I did. So, why did why did you pick this movie, and did it uh, did it do everything you wanted it to do? Uh, I think it, that it held up very well. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, this is because I expected it to be, I don't know, more French, and then it or yeah. like more like of a French new wavey thing, or. Yeah whatever but it comes off and like this could have been a uh horror movie from really anywhere right as far as like the premise Mm -hmm. and uh so i think that the like simplicity and uh like i don't know if correct is the right word but the simplicity and the intelligence of the storytelling yeah and then the like you know the um, emotional thing it's like you kind of feel for a little bit of everybody, yeah. some more than others, but uh, it's not, hey, look at this horrific thing. It's like, oh, but like, how would that make you feel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which uh, right. I'm always interested in movies that say, oh, well, how does that make you feel? Right. Yeah. <laughs> this horror movie is also um, talking to me like a therapist would. Yeah. And I remember it being <laughs> a really like easy and engaging watch and yeah. i would say that it was uh, just as easy and engaging on a second watch like you know being removed from it a few years the other reason was um it was my pick and i wanted to pick something that kind of that was not particularly similar to something we'd covered recently just yeah. kind of for variety's sake yeah. and uh, i remembered really loving this and uh i it was a movie that I don't know anybody else that's seen it that I've talked to. Oh, yeah. It was, like, at least a friend. Yeah. Um, so it was also one where I was like, I'd like to watch this again. I remember being good. I'd like to share it with people because mm-hmm. I think that uh, it's worth watching. Like, yeah. I mean, my mom's not into horror movies, but I think that sh- if I turned this on, she would... She She's pretty good at zoning into things if she's interested. Yeah. But I think she'd be way into this because it's like Definitely. a really engaging story. It is. Yeah, no, this this movie, it is a horror movie, but not, you know, it's like one of those... It's not doom and gloom. Exactly. Yeah, it's sad as fuck, but like it's not 
so gross that it like takes you out of it and like, it ends with a like you know big old fat question mark yeah nobody knows yeah i love it though yeah at the end essentially um christian she mm-hmm. uh essentially wants to die she's like i've had enough of this i'm yeah. tired of trying um but they won't give up on her so she frees um basically a sting operation that went wrong another yeah. thing i love about this movie is that the cops failed yeah they completely failed every time they, they can yep. yeah they yeah. like a lot of the time like in a in a dumber or more boring movie it's from their point of view and they succeed right in this they fail and yeah the victim uh and the person that you feel for the most in the whole movie freeze freeze the uh last you know the the next the next victim victim and victim, yeah not to be confusing and uh she you frees know. the bait. Yeah, and she's yeah she escapes and lets the the dogs out, which I guess we didn't really talk about that. But he's been experimenting on dogs, which it was isn't her cool. the whole time. Uh, and and then like yeah, and uh, <laughs> and the dogs kill him, Fucking, and then she yeah she lets her old pet birds out and walks into the woods. Yep, she does a little dance yeah. into the woods, and it's nice for him to be like, hey, like you know, it's one thing with your daughter, you're trying to save her, but you know, experimenting on animals sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it happens and it's saved millions of people, but yeah. uh, it also happens for uh, superficial reasons like a new face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or makeup or whatever. Yeah. Also, I do love that they um, uh, foreshadowed the. And she even like, goes, she's had enough of it so much that she kills Louise. Yeah. And that scene's really fucked too. I know. You know, she cares, Louise cares about her. Yeah. But she's just like, I can't do, like, you've driven me out. Yep, yeah. I'm insane. Well, and Louise is ultimately going to do whatever the father wants her to do, mm-hmm. no matter yeah. what. So yeah. you know, they're gonna keep gonna keep yeah. snatching I did love girls. The idea yeah. was like, oh, well, we're gonna get you new papers and we're gonna ship you off and you can start a new life and maybe we'll try to get you back with your fiance. Yeah, and it's like that's really nice of you, but like that's to not what, how but it like works. to what end? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, which is, you know, it's like you're trying to right your wrong, but. Sometimes you just have to live with them. Yeah. yeah. This movie's um, really good. The more, yeah. you, the more you think about it, man. It's so good. It's so good. It's I, just such a good movie. I was going to say. you guys liked it. Yeah. I, I would have been offended if you didn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> After watching it again, like, if somebody was like, that that sucked, that, that, was, that yeah. was a bad movie, I'd be, like, Boring. really confused. You'd be like, yeah. that's not my cup of tea, but I got to respect it. Yeah. Like, right. I yeah. I think that this is, uh, you know. A, a gem of a flick mm-hmm. uh, and worth everybody's time. Yeah. yeah. A Criterion gem. A Criterion gem. But yeah. I do like that there was like foreshadowing to the very last shot of the movie because she does look at a picture of herself. Oh, yeah. That's with like a bird. painting where she's like dancing with birds and yeah. then that's how and there's the movie birds ends. in her room and she's a caged animal. Yeah. And there's birds are a caged animal mm-hmm. and then the fucking the poor doggies. Yeah. yeah, gosh. But they oh, fucking so ripped sad. that piece of shit apart, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, and so I still dope. feel ultimately bad for him. Not ultimately, but like I still feel a little bad for him. Yeah. And, you know, but yeah. murder's a step too far. You heard yeah. it from yeah. me first. Murder's a step too far. <laughs> That's my hot Black take. Blackout Horror says, don't murder. Murder, step too far. Step too far. Does murdering a murderer not make you a murderer? That's what that's what that was. Mm. Yeah. See that? Well, I mean, that's what he. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go, I, I mean, he that's didn't. Not like, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm. Uh, but am I though? Yeah. Also, it'd be different if maybe like yeah. But yeah, they start murdering 
just to just for a face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of rough. Not reve- it's not mm-hmm. revenge. No. It's, it's, just, not it's revenge. just to try to f- like fix somebody you love and try to right your wrong that you feel bad about. Yeah. It's a means to an end. It's basically they they treated people like cattle. So. Yeah. As uh, Kid Rock once said, you get what you put in and people get what they deserve. Only God knows why. Okay, so Camille, um, what's your pick for next Jesus week? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, my pick. I quote that as much as I possibly can all the time, and Dylan hates it. Um, my pick is American Mary. All right. And I am excited slash nervous about it. I've never seen this movie, but I've only ever heard really good things about it. Nice. Um, I don't know... I don't know. It's a recent a recent film. 2012. Okay. So, um about 10 years old. Yeah. It's uh there's quite a bit of violence and I think that one could venture to call it a slasher. Yeah, cool. at least slasher-esque. Yeah. And that's not typically my thing, but um I'm really interested in watching this because yeah. it deals with lots of other things and like the yeah. motivations are different and like the person that you would think is possibly the slasher may not i don't know anyway there's just like a lot to it and i'm really excited yeah, yeah. cool that's and cool it's nice I also hope- to be something that i haven't heard of anytime we've covered a movie it's like well i've at the very least heard of it or yeah. seen mm-hmm. it and uh it's nice for like american mary i have no idea what that is yeah, yeah. i i probably i i'm gonna start picking a lot of stuff um just directly from Shutter, to be honest. Like, not this is not a Shutter exclusive by, name, by yeah. means, but just like what's available on their current yeah, catalog. Yeah, because yeah. we have it a, and um, I typically like most of their picks, most of the things that they uh, stream. Not everything is a gem by any means, yeah. but it's at least a lot of their stuff is at the very least fun to watch, even if it's. It'll bad. be fun oh, when we finally sure. hit our stinker. We haven't really hit a stinker yet. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Hopefully, somebody does a blind it. pick. Yeah. I with uh with the last last show the my first stinker was our first episode. <laughs> you know what's cuz I did pick uh Carnival of Souls and that movie is it's not good. I've never seen it but I'm aware of it. I know yeah. that it is um famous but it's not famous for being bad. Yeah, it's not great though. It's just super bizarre, I mean, and no one's good at acting in that whole movie. I think if you knew more about that movie, it might be. I think it might be one of those that's yeah. more important, like historically. Oh, definitely. Than oh, else. yeah. The, Which in that you just watch that like in context, just, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like Citizen Kane, I didn't find quite very quite emotional, but I understand its importance, and it's a good movie. But yeah. there's other movies from that time period or before that I think still hold up and will pull emotions out of anybody that's living and actually paying attention. Yeah. Uh, but it's hard from to, their butt. Yeah, it's hard, to, it's hard to relate to, you know, a narcissistic millionaire. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Carnival of Souls, at the very least, had some incredible camera work and crazy fucking angles that yeah. were just like, this is wild, that Word. went on to influence... Um, other pictures and stuff. So. Lots of other stuff. Eyes without a face. So eyes without a face gets uh, four eyes from all of us, which is six eyes because mm-hmm. we all wear glasses. That's true. Yeah. Bang bang. Well, yeah. technically, yeah, yep. Yep, you were correct. It's two, c- no, no, two. I, oh my god, twelve eyes. Yeah. Times. Tw- yep, you're correct. Now, now you are correct. <laughs> twelve god. eyes. Let's delete this. <laughs> 
No. Delete this, delete that part. No, we're all a little sleepy and it's okay. <laughs> it's like, fine. You know, three three Ow. people with glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I got four eyes, Jesus. <sighs> Is one of the more uh, subscribed um, you streaming services. Know, you probably yeah. know somebody who has it if you don't. And you can borrow their password. Yeah, if I wasn't borrowing a password, I'd give you mine. Yeah. Woo! Um, well, thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Um, like we said earlier, um, if you go to anchor.fm forward slash black hat horror, go over there, uh, leave us a message on that. Um, tell us what movie you would like for us to watch and talk about. Um, or you can email us at blackhathorrorpod at gmail.com. Um, you could Ew. also seeing eyes without a face. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. I too. have a feeling we're all about to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. If you uh, listen on iTunes, go leave us a five star review. Five stars or no stars, like we talked about. Yeah, it'll be a joke. Um, and if you listen <laughs> to us on Spotify, still go do that if you want to help out the show. Please. Um. So you know. Please and thank you, puppy. <laughs> all right. So, with next that being week, said, American Horror, or American Mary. Oh. Yeah. And. We're gonna sing us out. Who, who's but whose butt are we slapping? The cat's butt. The cat's butt. All right, three, <laughs> two, one. Eyes without a face. Oh wow, that was very. That bad. was very bad. I yeah, you guys, you guys were bad. I, I think you did bad. it a little slow. What? You did. You did do it slow. Eyes da 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 da. I was made for love. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. Bring it back to Disco Kiss. And good night.